Hi, welcome to Venture Scaler. I'm Sasha, three-time head of people at Venture Back Startups. And I'm Jake, three times ops and growth leader from the Venture Back Startup circuit as well. And we're here dropping all of our best tips on how to scale your startup. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us here at Venture Scaler. I'm Sasha. And I'm Jake. And today we're talking about designing projects to fit into your candidate evaluation or your hiring process and how to use a team in the interview process to evaluate candidates. Right. So we're going to skip ahead a little bit and just assume that you're running your interviews. So there's a lot of really amazing resources on how to run great interviews, different questions to ask, and we have a lot of those resources too. But we wanna really hit on, uh, like after you go through the screening interview process, a few other pieces of the interview that we think are really important to make sure that you're getting to the right final candidate. So let's break this down. We're gonna talk about the, the project or the exercise, mm -hmm. and then reviewing each candidate as a team. So let's dive into the exercise. Let's do it. So not all businesses choose to use an exercise or a project or a demo to with the candidates to see how mm -hmm. their skills manifest in real life. I personally love to do it across all roles. And I know Jake does too. Yep. And we can give you some examples of what that looks like. But the main reason we do that and why I love doing it because there are candidates that are amazing at interviewing. Yeah. They can talk your socks off. You're like, wow, this candidate's amazing and I need them on my team. And then if you have them do some sort of skills-based assessment, regardless of the role, you can get some insight into what the caliber of work would look like. Um, and I've been in interviews where I've had my top two, three candidates and they mm -hmm. all get projects. And I'm like, wow, these are hot garbage. Like never hiring any of these people. For real. And then you have this underdog. You're like, ah, fourth, fifth, runner up. I don't know. We'll see. They do the project and they blow you away. Yeah. And that's one of my biases. And I know that I'm that I'm aware of and I work on is that if someone's great at talking and like they're fun to talk to, it's like, ah, oh, they must be good at their job. And that's not always the case, which is why we use projects. Yeah. I think the only thing to add there is that sometimes it's hard to qualify if someone's really skilled in a certain area just by talking about it. So like even little things like their ability to write emails or, you know, copy and things like that, you can't, it's hard to tease that out in a verbal conversation or over video. Right. So having that exercise is the ability to dig into that area mm -hmm. in a way that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. That's great. So let's run through, we'll like high level touch on the types of projects you can do. I'll start with some business roles and I know we have some ops and some yep. more technical roles as well. Like if you're hiring a support rep, um, this is an, a role where they're interfacing with customers all day, air day. And so they need to be able to respond quickly and effectively with sometimes some technical responses and otherwise mm -hmm. just very friendly. And so we send them a list of potential candidate questions that they'll be getting in through our ticketing system mm -hmm. and ask them to write responses. So since this is an uh, early stage junior level hire, it's not a super robust project, probably takes them 30 minutes, but it gives us insight into how they write, if they form full sentences, which like sometimes not the case mm -hmm. and if they can like, go on our website and pull resources in and are resourceful in answering yeah. these questions uh, that's probably the, the shortest project i've ever given for roles like a salesperson or a recruiter we'll do a mock demo or a mock mm -hmm. interview well we'll ask them to either create a deck and give a sales demo or for recruiting i've asked them to write a job description for a role and then interview me against the job description um, based on like my mock profile and then evaluate if I would be a good fit for the role. 
That's great. I've literally been in some like in-person exercises where like we'll do it. It won't be like a take home, mm -hmm. but we'll like pretend to get on the phone <laughs> and all right, I'm a, I'm a customer, like talk to me yeah. just to see how they do because part of the job they were going to be on the phones. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's great. What about some of the technical ones? I know you have some great examples of those. Yeah. So some of the ones that we had, so I know like coming from, from Uber, we had, I had to do two exercises when I got hired there. So one was a, uh, a quantitative exercise. Uh, it was an analytics test. So it was just, you got a, a CSV file dump of two weeks worth of trip data and you had to manipulate that data and t get answers to questions that they had. So it was like 24 different questions that you had in the time test just to see, can you do that type of work, mm -hmm. right? It was like a, it was a screener test that came before a lot of the like other team interviews uh, to make sure that they weren't gonna end up wasting their time on someone who wasn't analytical because they needed that in the role. Uh, the other exercise I had to do when I came on was uh, put together a launch plan for a new city. So what would I do to get new drivers, new riders, and how would I think about the airport oh. and, and launching that? So it just, it was, and it was put a presentation together. And the really cool part was that once I did get hired, three months later, I was launching that city. So I was like <laughs> literally using that plan. And obviously they had their own plan in place, but to help launch that market. And it was a good way for them to understand like how I would think about it. And yeah. can I actually put together a strong plan because they needed me to come in and do that job. And sometimes these can take a long time, and um, I've paid candidates for these projects mm. if it's going to be a robust analysis. Yeah. Um, if it's something quick that's part of, almost like part of an interview um, or prep for an interview, I won't. But if it's these, like, some of these can take like 10 hours to yeah. do well, so we'll offer to pay candidates for their time. That's a great point. I actually went through an interview process where they paid me to come in to come into work for seriously for three days that's so awesome and i worked with the team and pulled data and got insights and put together a presentation for the leadership team by the end of it mm. and i got paid three full days of work at like a certain hourly rate to do that awesome. so yeah a lot of different ways to to put these together but maybe i'll start interviewing places and get paid <laughs> double money this is a really good idea <laughs> So I think the big takeaway though, is that you want to create something that helps represent the work that they will actually be doing right. to see, can he or she do the job? What's the quality of work? Mm -hmm. And on the flip side, ensuring that when the candidate is going through this project, they get an accurate reflection of what the role will actually be doing. Yes. So they could do this and like, oh, this is hot garbage. I want no part of doing this 40 hours a week or wow, this is amazing. Sign me up. Can't wait to do more. Yeah. Last little point before we move on to the next section. Uh, the other things that I look for in exercises, uh, they're a little bit more outside of the exercise mm -hmm. itself. Sometimes I look for quality of work mm -hmm. and for turnaround time. So if you're gonna look for those things, make sure you add that into the instructions and say that like I'm grading this on quality and on turnaround time and sure. like all these other things. But I can sometimes, I've been able to gauge the excitement a candidate has yeah. for the role because they're just like, working on it like immediately after we get off the phone as soon as i send it they're sending it right away um i've also had really promising candidates that just blew it off and didn't send it until like a few days later and it just i don't know it just put up like a really big red flag yeah. and made me second guess you know my thoughts about those candidates so a couple other things to look at and things you can use the exercise for no i love that
Um, and it's one more data point for the interviewing team to use to evaluate this candidate. I think it segues nicely into the team evaluation. Yes. And I'm always hesitant with team interviews to use team feedback unless everyone is trained up because it is so easy to be like oh, I love them they're so fun to talk to or they like this thing that I like or they've worked somewhere I've worked yeah I think they'd be a great culture fit I'm like hate that <laughs> um, and sometimes it's hard to like take feedback seriously so interviewing training is so key mm -hmm. in having this and uh, in, in inviting other team members to be part of the process and then this team review period is also huge so why right. don't you dive into what that looks like before and during yeah the so the team review so i've ran this process last couple of jobs i've been in where we bring together everyone who has interviewed a candidate so after like you're maybe down to your top three top five wherever you're getting to but you bring the team together to review that candidate uh the big thing here is that you want to be able to you want to try as best you can to remove bias mm -hmm. and try to get around like away from groupthink. right so the whole idea around I don't know if like if, if a peer comes in and they say I did not like that candidate they were terrible <laughs> and I came in thinking they were my number one right. I really like that person now I don't want to look bad especially if like this person's higher than me right, right? like, like senior, yeah. I don't want to come in now I need to defend myself coming into it or you're questioning your decision making yeah but I still I think that's like it's really important so the idea is to come in blind and get everyone's opinion all at once. So what we do, one is you, you have your own written feedback. Ahead of time. Ahead of time. Right after you complete your interview. Yep, mm -hmm. and ideally you get that into your ATS system so that eventually everyone's able to see it, but right. that you know no, one, no one's seeing this ahead of time, but you have it logged. Um, but you have that written feedback down I try to like bring my written notes or my printed out notes into that review session with everyone who's interviewed the candidate so I have my notes and I can back up what I'm gonna say. Right. And then when we get into that review session, I always like to start with a thumbs up, thumbs down. Just Roman style, everyone starts. Heads down. <laughs> heads down, thumbs up. Everyone starts neutral and then you only can pick right. thumbs up or thumbs down, no sideways. Right. Get that out of here. So we just go one, two, three, and then everyone puts either a mm -hmm. thumbs up or a thumbs down based on how they, if they'd hire or not. Right. And that coming in, and that's the first thing you do before you even start talking about any feedback or the mm -hmm. candidate at all, it removes that bias and gets, it bypasses the group think, mm -hmm. at least in the beginning. So now you can see, oh, there were three yeses and one no, mm -hmm. Let's start with that no. Yeah. I want to hear why you think this would not be a good fit. Mm -hmm. And maybe that person got something that the rest of the interviewers didn't get. Mm -hmm. Maybe they got like a story or an anecdote or a big red flag. Yeah. And something maybe that might have skipped by. Like, oh, you know what? Now that you say that, yeah. you're right. They did do that. <laughs> so just kind of like making you, you know, gut check mm -hmm. ahead of time. Like, this is what my feedback is. And then you can come in with that written feedback and if you're asked, like, okay, you were the person that said no, why? Yeah. Well, now I'm gonna like go through my feedback and give those actual reasons why. So that's how I think about and try to, how I try to structure those, those review meetings. And 
choose someone to run that meeting, typically the hiring mm. manager or it can be your people person. Yeah. And if someone says something like, ah, oh, they just didn't feel like a culture fit or like they'd be good in this role, push back and don't be afraid to say why or why not or give me an example from the interview that made you think that way mm -hmm. and question why they're saying the things they are. Because um, like I said earlier, I think it's so easy to be like, ah, I dislike them or I made a snap judgment or I hate the place that they worked or I've heard negative things about their culture. I'm sure they're bad too. Right. And really dig in. And there could be validity in these snap judgments. Mm -hmm. We make judgments for a reason, but we should be really cautious before making these blanket assumptions about people. Yeah, totally agree. The, the culture fit as a reason why not to hire is sometimes it just uses a crutch. Mm -hmm. So I try to dig in with my team as to like, what was the thing that was said? Like what answer, what value did they go against? You know, trying to get down to the root of why not? Yeah. So I think it's super important. Yeah, and if you're kind of a mixed bag with the hiring manager or the people person really feel strongly about moving forward, I've sometimes spun up another interview with a, someone senior on the team or just mm. again with the hiring manager or I go really hard on reference checks and I'm digging in for these specific areas where someone's thrown up a flag yep. and trying to find if anyone that's worked with this person before will flag anything similar. Mm. Um, that's a good point. And just try to get more data points because you don't want to throw someone out because a couple people got bad vibes or didn't like them, um, but you want to be thoughtful and, and be thorough in your process. Yeah. Or like, you know, they were nervous in their first interview, but like warmed up and got like more totally. comfortable later on. So yeah. yeah. Or you could have different interviewing styles and someone's really rude and hostile. Not mm -hmm. that they should or would be, but it could just be different. Yeah. So take all those things into consideration as you're reviewing, try to do something skills-based like a demo or a project and Hopefully you can find great candidates for your roles. Awesome. Well, right. thank you all for joining and watching. Again, I'm Jake. And I'm Sasha. This is Venture Scaler. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to Venture Scaler. If you're listening on a podcast platform, be sure to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think. We also have a version on YouTube if you want to watch the show instead. And if you found the episode helpful, please share it with a friend, a family member, or anyone else that you think could benefit. And you're also welcome to connect with us on LinkedIn. Thanks again for watching and we'll see you next time.